Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. My name is Janelle Feller. And I'm Katie Nordby. These are the stories of Devante Hart and Jacqueline Markham. So I can't really tell the story about Devante Hart without talking about his mothers. Jennifer Jean Hart and Sarah Margaret Gangler were born in 1979. Jennifer was from here in South Dakota in the center of the state and Sarah was, was raised in Big Stone City on the northeastern border of South Dakota and Minnesota. Jennifer and Sarah ended up at Northern State University in Aberdeen, South Dakota to study elementary education. They became involved with each other as students and left Northern State University with one degree between them. In 2004, the couple moved to Alexandria, Minnesota. While there, they served as a foster parent to a 15-year-old girl. In 2006, Jennifer and Sarah decided to foster three siblings from Texas. Everyone was excited about the additions to their family. A week before the children were to arrive, the 15-year-old girl was dropped off at her therapy appointment where her therapist told her that the hearts would not be coming back to pick her up because she wasn't a good fit. She was being sent to another family. What? They couldn't even tell her that? They didn't uh, even say anything when they dropped her off there? Uh, this, that is uh, just a precursor of the things to come, oh, but okay. it is horrific. It's just, it's just awful. Horrific. It is how long, how long has she been there? Uh, it sounds like it was a year plus. Okay. Um, but they were all looking at it as they were getting new kids. Right. I mean, she was part of that family. Right. And they said, they said some derogatory things about her, that she was suicidal or that she was, um, that she had... They had said that she had suicidal ideation and they didn't want that to be passed on to the kids. Um, when, frankly, it was, uh, when that doesn't seem to be true. Yes. Um, and they don't even list the name of this girl, this, this poor girl. But right. she has to look at things and be grateful that things worked out the way they did. No. Because yeah. the story um, gets worse. In March 2006, Abigail, who was born in 2003, Hannah, born in 2002, and Marcus Holt, born in 1998, were placed in Sarah and Jennifer's home. During this year, Sarah changed her last name to Hart. Same-sex marriage wasn't legal at the time. Sarah worked as a manager at Herberger's in Alexandria, and Jennifer stayed at home. The adoption was finalized in 2006. Two years later, in June 2008, the family welcomed in Sierra, born in 2002, Devante, born in 2004, and Jordan, born in 2005. They were siblings from Houston, Texas, and the product of a mother addicted to crack cocaine. The children had been fostered by their aunt. The aunt allowed the children's mother contact with them, and as a result, she lost custody of the children. At this time, 50% of the Hart household income was coming from Texas. This white couple now had six African-American children in their care. 
They spent about 15 hours taking classes on things like racial diversity excitement and helping abused kids in care to heal. Here at our organization, we require 40 hours of training just for somebody to volunteer. Right. And I think that 15 hours just isn't enough. No, I especially don't. when when not only are you are is your race different, but your culture is different. They're coming from uh, Houston, Texas, whereas you're from, you know, South Dakota. Th- their culture and their understanding is totally different than yours. And then and and add in, you know, um, the drug abuse that they were either subjected to or born with or you or know, on top of right. on top of those other things that could be um, difficult. And on top of that, they were removed from their family right. and uh, removed from, they, they no longer got to see their mother. And so lots of things. And I think that, I think that 15 hours of classes, uh, I, and I don't care who it is. And for a foster parent, they just need more than that. It's not right. right. It's regardless not, so, of race, right, regardless right, of right, anything. Right, there's right. a whole lot that. There's a whole lot that, that um, needs to be thought about yeah. when you're raising, when you're raising somebody else's children. Right. In 2008, a teacher saw bruises on six-year-old Hannah's arm. When asked, she said that Jennifer had hit her with a belt. Uh, Within a couple of months, all six children were pulled from the public school system and educated at home. In 2009, Sarah and Jennifer were married in Connecticut. The couple took steps for Sarah to get pregnant, but she suffers a miscarriage. In 2010, Minnesota Child Welfare received six reports of abuse and neglect of the children. Sarah admitted to physically harming Abigail, age seven. This incident was over a penny that Abigail had found. Neither Sarah or Jennifer believed her, so they held her head underwater while being hit by Jennifer. A penny? A penny. Like, there's no excuse to do this. No matter, no matter what, but over a penny. Over a penny. The children told investigators that they were spanked constantly and had food withheld from them. Sarah was convicted of a misdemeanor domestic assault. Just as I went through this, it, as, as I went through this, this doesn't seem as if, this doesn't seem as if actually probably Jennifer did it. Or, sorry, it doesn't seem as if Sarah did it, but probably Jennifer did. And she just took the fall she for it. She took the fall for it. Um... At that time, uh, Jennifer was a stay-at-home mom, um, and there's just things that were said later on that kind of indicated that Jennifer was the aggressor, and um, that eventually that Sarah kind of just accepts it, but sure. Sarah takes the fall for that. And she was there, and she was present, and she and, sure. and she allowed it to happen, so she does have some responsibility. But it's a misdemeanor domestic assault, and that's significant. It is significant, but not as significant as child abuse should have been. Well, and and also, if you have a domestic, if you have a misdemeanor domestic assault, you, I don't know that you should be allowed to have children in you your home. You shouldn't, and and especially six. Right. Um, so in two thousand eleven, Hannah nine told the school nurse that she was hungry because she had not eaten all day. The nurse called, and Sarah said that Hannah was, quote, playing the food card, unquote, and to quote, give her just water. Unquote. At that time, the children were taken out of public school and homeschooled from then on. The family then moved to West Lynn, Oregon. Once there, 
an anonymous person told investigators that the children looked malnourished. In 2013, Oregon received the allegations from Minnesota and began their own investigation. The investigators met with two family friends who reported that the kids had to raise their hands before speaking. They were not allowed to wish each other happy birthday and they were not allowed to laugh at the dinner table. Others reported that the kids looked malnourished and seemed small for their ages. They acted scared to death of Jennifer and behaved like trained robots. One family friend said that Jen ordered pizza for the kids, but they were only allowed to have a small slice. Well, there's six kids. When Jen discovered the pizza was gone, she punished them by not feeding them breakfast and forcing them to lie on their beds for five hours. However, when the investigators spoke to the kids, they revealed nothing. No new or past incidents of abuse. Of course. They were trained not to. They were, they were told. And when they had in the past, there nothing were consequences. Happened, right. Nothing right. happened. And nothing happened. Yeah. Jennifer told the investigators that people... Uh, that people were not very tolerant of two lesbian women raising six African-American children. In the end, the Oregon investigators did not find a safety threat to the children. In 2014, the Hart family attended a demonstration in Portland, Oregon, to protest a police shooting of an armed black man in Ferguson, Missouri. During the protest, 10-year-old Devante had been wearing a free hugs sign around his neck. He was photographed crying and hugging a white police officer. This photograph was taken by Johnny Hugh Wynn and published by the Oregonian uh, and was shared 150,000 times. This brings a lot of attention to the family. So you know this photo. Uh, uh, Devante is wearing a fedora. He has a full leather jacket on. His jacket is a, is a light brown and he's hugging the officer and you can see tears just sure. streaming down his face. Sure. Um, in 2017, the family moves to a home in Woodland, Washington, on two acres of land. Their nearest neighbors are the DeKalb family. In August, Hannah, who was 15 at the time, jumps out of a two-story window at 1.30 and goes to the DeKalb home. The DeKalbs thought Anna was six or seven. At the time, she was missing two front teeth. Hannah pleaded uh, not to make her go back because her mothers were racist and they abused them. Sarah and Jennifer showed up at the door and explained that Hannah's biological mother was bipolar and Hannah was lying and acting out. Sarah and Jennifer brought Hannah back the next morning with a written apology. The DeKalb family reported the incident to authorities. After this incident, Jennifer and Sarah would speak to the DeKalbs, but the children wouldn't. In 2018, Devante went to the DeKalb family asking for food. He would ask them to hide food for him outside. He told the DeKalb family that Jennifer and Sarah withheld food as punishment. Devante told Mrs. DeKalb Jennifer was abusive to the children and that Sarah didn't used to go along with the abuse but now tolerated it. Devante asked them not to tell the police, but the next day he asked them if they had called. So on Friday, March 23, 2018, the DeKalbs reported the abuse to Protective Services. The fact that he that he had to ask them to hide food for him outside is just about the most heartbreaking, heartbreaking thing. That a 15-year-old girl looks like she's six or seven That's, and is missing her two front teeth? It's just so messed up. Why would a, why would a 16, 15, 16-year-old 16 girl be missing her two front teeth? Malnourished. 
I or mean, knocked out. Or knocked out, or but they should certainly. I, it's just, it's, it just, and it just gets worse. So, Child Protective Services went to the Hart home on that Friday and knocked on the door. There was no answer, so they left a note. While doing so, a gold SUV pulled into the yard, turned around, and drove away. Sarah called in sick for work on Saturdays at Kohl's. Her supervisor um, reported later that Sarah never failed to show up for work. A security camera at Safeway caught an image of Jennifer on Sunday, March 25th. On the morning of Monday, March 26, 2018, Child Protective Services showed up at Jennifer and Sarah's home following up on the report from the DeKalb family. The gold SUV was gone. A German tourist would report a sighting of a gold SUV a few hours later. It was 500 miles down the Pacific coast, upside down, below a 100-foot cliff on a jagged and rocky shore. Sarah and Jennifer, 38, Hannah, 16, Marcus, 19, Jordan, 14, Abigail, 14, and Sierra Hart, 12, were found deceased. The body of Devante, 15, was never found. A toxicology report showed that Jennifer was intoxicated at the time of the crash. Sarah and two of the children had diphenhydramine, which is like Benadryl, in their systems. The gold SUV had a black box that recorded the drive and the fall. It was determined that the destruction of the vehicle and its occupants was intentional. Before the crash, Sarah had Googled Benadryl and no-kill shelters and the nature of drowning. So she was an active part of all of this. Right. Um, she may have been a passenger in the vehicle, but she was an active part of all of this. The body of Devante Hart was never found. On April 3rd, 2019, a judge declared that Devante Hart had died at the scene of the accident. There is no specific information about his height or weight because he was not in a school system. Uh, he had not been in a school system since 2011. Wow. And um, all that's left is that picture. And that's the story of Devante Hart. I didn't know any of that. I remember seeing that picture and being touched by that picture. It was kind of called the, the hug that went around the world. And um, then to find out the horrible, horrible story behind it, it just makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. And, you know, that this, I don't know which state would be responsible, I suppose the state of Texas, but also Minnesota. Yeah. Um, well, all of them. They were all reported to all of them. And, and all of them failed to do something, which, you know, they have to meet a certain criteria, obviously. But she, the one had been already, already been charged with domestic abuse. I mean, so that's obviously a red flag right there. But, it's and just they kept such an moving. injustice for all these children. And they kept moving to other states yeah. when things got a little bit warm. And right. because that picture of Devante, it brought attention to all of them. It, um, and, and they moved and pulled kids out of the school system, um, and didn't put them back in. And, um, and I, I just want to say that raising, I don't care who it is, raising six children, 
you know, basically about six years apart in age. Yeah. Would be very difficult. Yeah, it would. It would be very difficult. Mm -hmm. And there could be, um, they, some of them could have special needs because for a variety of reasons. Right. Uh, it would not be easy to try to raise uh, six kids. Um, and it certainly wouldn't be easy to homeschool six kids. Right. But I'm not sure if it's the state of Minnesota or the state of Texas or the state of Oregon or the state of Washington, but they had a responsibility to these children. Yeah. And no, no matter where they went, um, the Jennifer was very active on social media. And, you know, knowing the things that we know now, those kids were used as props. Yeah. As a story because of how nice, how wonderful they are. The, the mothers are. Uh, right. Look at us. Right. This good deed that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, look at us. And, I mean, and, and some of these things were when she was supposedly, you know, homeschooling the kids. And it, but... There are not enough foster parents. Right. Right. And I, and I, I would like to think that, that most all foster parents are generous and kind and giving good. And, and good. Yeah. Um, but there's so many red flags with this from the get-go that they would treat a foster child the way that they taught, tr treated that 15, 16-year-old girl to just dump her. All of her stuff had been moved to the other home. I mean, you have to wonder like there had there must have been a missing link somewhere in each of these cases that they didn't connect. They didn't connect the dots to everything because if they would have, they would have never gotten the second set of children, you know, if they would uh, and then the the third set of children and then well, and and between um you know, between the first and second set there's just a couple of years. Yeah. And, um, and maybe, maybe things weren't as bad then, right. but the social worker, the, between the first and the second set of, of siblings, the social worker said that they, this is a very deserving home and that this is, this couple is deserving of a second, uh, you know, a set of children. And there's, um, I come from a big family. It's not easy, but when they, these children are all the same age, um, and it would be it would be difficult. It would be difficult yeah. to just raise that many children. Yeah, it would. Um, but the fact that fifty percent of their income came from the state of Texas, and then these children are malnourished. Well, and that's that's what gives other foster homes a bad name because of people like this. If they're just using them using them as a paycheck, yep. you know, just to get and a prop, money. right? Yep. Be because um, because I think that most foster homes are wonderful and they're caring and they're kind, but then you hear stories like this and it's it it fits that stereotype that we just think of. Well, and I I mean I think like I guess I I believe I hope and this might be naive, but I think that ninety percent of everybody, teachers, preachers, coaches, uh, hunters, are all good law-abiding citizens. Right. It is only that five to ten percent that don't follow the rules, are disrespectful, um, or are selfish in their in their efforts, and yeah. it doesn't take many. Right. And this is a horrific case because there are so many children, and but and and you have to believe that there's gaps. So if you 
if you are a foster parent and you're accused of maltreatment or, or anything by a school system, they're mandated reporters. Yeah. They would have to report it. Mm-hmm. There, there should be follow-up. Yeah. But, and, but when they've been pulled out of school or are homeschooled, who has eyes on these children? Well, and that, that was obviously intentional. It's absolutely intentional. Yeah. Moving to different states and different... And they have the right to do that because they've adopted these children and these children are their, thus their own. Right. And they have the right. Yeah. It's just the saddest thing. Jacqueline, Jackie, Markham, was 51 years old in 2000. Her three children were grown and she was living alone in Callahan, Florida. Callahan is a small town with a population of 1,123 in 2010. Jackie was employed as a dispatcher at Cheetah Transportation in Jacksonville, about 15 miles from Callahan. Jackie's children described their mom as loving, compassionate, and trusting. She was independent and confident. She would not hesitate to help another human being, even if she hardly knew the person. She always found the good in everyone and never seized nor questioned the bad. She was looking forward to a trip to Tampa, Florida on December 15th to celebrate an early Christmas with her kids and to celebrate her grandson's birthday. But she never called or arrived as planned. Jackie was last seen at the Eckerd Pharmacy near her residence in Callahan around 7 p.m. on December 14th, 2000. She went to the pharmacy to pick up her blood pressure medication, which she needed to regulate her condition. That night, she was planning on going out with her boyfriend, Archie Carroll. Archie told authorities that Jackie had called him prior to him leaving to pick her up to say that a male acquaintance named Richard had shown up at her residence and had been drinking. Archie said he told Jackie that he was still coming over to pick her up and that he wasn't going to let this other person ruin their date. Jackie agreed, but told him to control his temper. By the time Archie arrived at Jackie's, she and Richard were gone. He initially wasn't that concerned. He figured that they went to Richard's house to avoid a confrontation. But shortly after he arrived, he found Jackie's vehicle parked in the garage. He stayed at her place that night, waiting for her to return. When she hadn't come back by the next day, Archie called her family and the police. All of Jackie's belongings were located in her residence, and her car was still in the garage with the medicine she'd bought lying on the passenger seat. There was no sign of a struggle or blood in her home or car. On the afternoon of her disappearance, neighbors noticed a black or green pickup truck parked in front of her home. Police do not know who owned the pickup or what, if anything, it has to do with her case. Jackie's purse was discovered in a ditch outside of Berman Brothers, Inc., a metal recycling and fabricating shop, on Emerson Avenue in Jacksonville, Florida, sometime after her disappearance. All of her credit cards and identification were found in the purse. The purse was found several blocks from an abandoned railroad boxcar, which served as Ross Lane Emerson's residence at the time. Emerson was eventually charged with the murders of two individuals in Florida and named a suspect in a man's death in Georgia after December 2000. Investigators questioned Emerson regarding Jackie's disappearance after he was apprehended. He maintained his innocence. He committed suicide in his Florida jail cell in October 2001. He stated in a suicide note that he was not involved in Jackie's disappearance. Authorities and her family believe that he was most likely telling the truth. In 2019, Detective Mark Murdoch told the First Coast News 
that, quote, it's literally like she just up and walked away or was taken away. She loved her job. She worked. She was never a no-call, no-show at work, unquote. They have three boxes of pictures and interviews, but no answers. He believes she knew her attacker. He doubts Archie Carroll's story about a man named Richard showing up drunk at her residence. Her family stated that it is extremely uncharacteristic of her to leave without warning. She kept in regular contact with her loved ones. She was behaving normally at the time of her disappearance and in an upbeat frame of mind. Archie Carroll was at one point a person of interest because he was her boyfriend. It's not clear if he's still considered a person of interest, but he has never been charged in connection, in connection to her disappearance, and he maintains his innocence. Jacqueline, Jackie, Markham, was 51 years old when she went missing in 2000. She would be 71 in August this year. She is described as Caucasian, 5'6", and 150 pounds. She has light brown hair and brown eyes. She was last seen in a short-sleeved orange shirt with a round collar, denim overall pants, sneakers, a pear-shaped diamond ring, an opal ring, bracelets, and a watch. She has high blood pressure and is required to take medication to regulate her condition. Her disappearance remains unsolved and foul play is suspected. If you have any information about the disappearance and or whereabouts of Jacqueline Markham, please call the Nassau County Sheriff's Office at 904-225-8984. So Archie Carroll is considered, is still, is, is a suspect. I I couldn't find anywhere that he was still considered a suspect or a person of interest. Um, he was named at one point just because he was her boyfriend, right. just because he talked to her last. Right. Um, he had keys to her house. He right. Had, um, but I couldn't find anything updated that still listed him as a person of interest. So that wasn't, it wasn't very clear. Right. It's just, it's very common yeah. to the, for the person that's involved. Right. Um, uh, so this area, do you, do you have any idea what like this area in Florida is like? Is it, I mean, I've never, I guess I have been to Florida, but um, pretty populated area. I, if, if it's, if, and it's, some of it's swampy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure. The town, that, the Callahan that she lived in was very small. I think it said that it was like one point something miles, square miles. I mean, it was a very small little town. Um, but only 15 miles from Jacksonville, which I didn't check that population of Jacksonville, but, but it's a much, city. much larger. Right. Um, right. So I, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's nothing there. Right. There was, I couldn't find anything from the year that she disappeared until 2019. There was nothing that I could find anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think is interesting too is that her purse was found with everything still in it. Well, uh, money may, may have been missing. Right. Her identification, her credit cards. Right. Everything was still there. Right. But I, I want to say too that you, um, it's a purse is easy to thing to throw out a window. Right. And if you were disposing of a body, I would dispose of a purse in a different place. I mean, not that I'm thinking about disposing any bodies, but it just would be, that would be easy to do. Right. And you might, uh, somebody that's doing that might take the money out of her purse. She was planning a vacation to go see your family. So the next day, the next day. So there certainly could have been some significant money in there, maybe. Um, and, um, but you know, 
this is in 2000. So you don't kill somebody over $2,000. Like if that's what she brought or if that's what she was planning to travel with. And and you don't, but somebody else could have certainly taken the money out of that wallet. Doesn't mean that she was, doesn't mean that she was in that area. Yeah. Um, It just leaves a lot of questions and no answers. None. And this Richard person, they can't confirm if that's even a real person. If that was just made up, if, if that is a real person, who was this Richard? Mm-hmm. Um, you would think if she knew a Richard, they would have, you know, contacted a Richard that she knew. Mm-hmm. But there was never any verification. A Richard that's an employee. Right, somebody that she knew. Transport that, you know, cheated transport or whatever. Right. Or You'd think that there would have been something like, oh, she knew a Richard that worked here. Or mm-hmm. They could never tie a Richard to, that I could find anyway. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. somebody that she actually knew. Mm-hmm. So, and Archie Carroll is the one who told them that. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that that... Um, it's not trusted. Right. It's, that's just... I just think of the children. Her children, her adult children. It, it's, it's... It's like she was stolen from them. And there are no answers and only questions. What about the truck that was parked out front? They could never confirm or deny if that had anything to do with her case or who drove that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not that I could find. Not everything's mm-hmm. always released but to the public, but I couldn't find anything after this initial incident happened. And then the detective speaks about it in 2019. I couldn't find anything in between there. Mm-hmm. Um, the detective did say that they had, you know, boxes of interviews and pictures and stuff. So obviously there, you know, there were other things that just weren't released, but mm-hmm. there's nothing to go off of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't, even if the money in her purse was taken, it wasn't for a robbery. I mean, because otherwise they would have taken her other credit cards. They would have stolen her car. They right. would have any number of things. Right. In 2000, was... you could use somebody else's credit card without it without it being connected to you for quite a while. Right. You know, I mean, we didn't have quite that technology that we do now where, you know, it's taken and You're you know. You're suspicious. An ordinary purchase. Right. 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 I think suspicious is a better word yeah. than ordinary. But, um, it, so it's just, it's odd. It's odd. And then Jacksonville was where her purse was found, which is where she worked. So, you know, more than likely it was somebody that knew her. Um... Well, there was no, there was no skirmish. Right. Uh, it's, and it, it, it sounds like it happened in, in daylight-ish. Roughly, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's, they were Florida. stopping by, to, yeah. he, he was stopping by, to, he was picking her up for a date, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, and in a small town, you know, being from a small town, people are paying attention. Yeah. If there's any kind of raised voices, there would be people watching. Right. And um, it's too bad that her neighbors weren't nosier, because then you they could you know then maybe this this could be so re- resolved because and you know again it, without a body there's nothing nowhere to go right right there's nowhere to go and after all this time now twenty years what kind of evidence would still be there that could you know identify a murderer yeah well you never know you never know. And that's, I guess that's, and that's our hope for doing these kinds of things is to just talk about that a little bit and see if um, we can't uh, f- 
if somebody doesn't know something and can share, and, and maybe we can resolve a crime. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. Okay, Katie. It was so much fun last week. It um, was fun. <laughs> reading <laughs> strange names of places. Yes. Um, you know, it, near, we're right now in International Falls, Minnesota, and not too far from here, it's a small town called Margie. Mm-hmm. Um, many years ago, Margie <laughs> used to be a much bigger town, and back then, it was called Margaret. <laughs> Thank you for the gratuitous <laughs> laugh, because it's the worst joke ever, but it's the only one I got. And not too far from Margie is Funkly, which is another funny name. Well, Funkly is, you know, Funkly creates an image in your mind <laughs> about, I mean, and actually Funkly should be listed on here. It because should be. It creates an image of your mind, and that image is accurate. It is. Completely accurate. Yeah. Uh, my car breaks down in Funkly. I'm not getting out. <laughs> well, I mean, there you blink and you miss it. I mean, there's nothing in Funkly. You just blink and you're out of Funkly. But there's nothing there. There's nothing there. I I would I wouldn't I'd be worried because there's nothing there. Where do you go? Well, there's an old bar. That's now a house. Oh, that's now a house. And um, the rumors of Funkly. Yeah. yeah. Are outrageous right outrageous <laughs> yeah they are I, and i can't imagine anything can be as outrageous as the rumors about funkley well i think I mean, what makes it even more outrageous is that it's literally in the middle of nowhere and these rumors are of things that have happened there i mean it just it seems so crazy that it wasn't it didn't happen in a big town or these things didn't oh, happen in because it would be illegal <laughs> it would be it would be you know stop or something but i i don't know but the maybe funkley is wonderful if you live in funkley i mean you know out in the wilderness wilderness in the wilderness well maybe i mean it's beautiful area there i don't know i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm not getting out of my car and i <laughs> They, could, they could be lovely. I think the people that probably live right. there that are probably f- fine-ish. I, I don't know. What would they be considered? Funklians? Funklonians? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. I don't... <laughs> um, uh, funkly, fu- funkly villians? <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, know. I don't know. Hopefully nobody from Funkly is listening to this. And really, what would the mascot of Funkly be? The... The real mascot. Not the... Oh. What would the real mascot of Funkly be? I feel like it would be, like, a mosquito. <laughs> or something. Because I... Or, like, a, a horsefly. Ooh. You know, because, tough. like, there's a lot of fields and, like, there's just kind tough. of... It's it's a whole lot of wilderness, and I feel like there'd be a lot of mosquitoes and black flies, or the gnats. <laughs> what was the the, the Funkly noceums? The, the Funkly noceums, <laughs> and are those the ones that bite? Yep. I just you don't say feel that. them bite. You don't feel them bite until after they bite you, and then you have like this 
horrible red bump that hurts and oozes. I do think that I do think that the black flies that that is a good. I think so. The funkly black flies. I I'd be I, scared. I'd be scared because frankly those things are buggers They're and awful. they will take a hunk out of your hide. Uh, yeah. So again, another reason I'm not gonna stop. I don't know if they have black flies, but I don't want to stop. Yeah. But it's a great that's a great mascot because it will terrorize. <laughs> it will, and it'll follow you. It'll follow you. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I don't think Funkley has enough people to have a team of any kind. Cornhole, maybe. 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 Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Anyway. So, <laughs> sorry, I digress. So these are interesting names of real places. Perfect. Uh, in Alu, in Alu, Western Australia, Australia. It's, so in Alu is in Western Australia, Australia. Isn't Alu considered a toilet? Yes. Oh. And it, this is spelled I N N. So is this a hotel in a in toilet? Alu? I, uh, maybe it's a name for something, but it's in Alu. Huh. Us. Uh, I'm not going here. This is Kill Ireland. Oh. Next to. Kissing Bavaria, Germany. Hmm. I was born in Bavaria. Hmm. West Germany. Random. Not near kissing, as well. far as I know. Left hand, West Virginia. Well, you better not be a right-hander. Lick Fork, Virginia. Hmm. What's with the licking? <laughs> bee lick? Last time yeah, you had bee lick. lick. And Lick Fork, Virginia. Looneyville, Texas. Hmm. I feel like I know some people there. <laughs> I, it may not be their address, but that's where they're from. That's for sure. Lost Scotland. Hmm. Magic City, Idaho. Ooh, Magic City, Idaho. Magic City. I wouldn't mind that. That, that sounds nice. It sounds exciting. Yeah, magical. This place does not sound exciting. Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky. <laughs> Monkey's eyebrow. Now that never, is a name. Monkey's eyebrow. I never not eyebrow. Monkeys. Have I didn't know monkeys had. I I I never thought about it. No. They, I mean, well, they're, apparently they're that prominent that we have to name a city over about them. I don't. Monkey's eyebrow, Kentucky. See, and there's no somebody, monkeys. There's no monkeys late native to Kentucky. No. Somebody, Eyebrows. Somebody was just upset when somebody they was the somebody town. was had a now, vendetta. Yeah, this is not new to me because I guess I guess where we live, but but uh, I grew up in South Dakota, which is below Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. Canada, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Yep. Um, that's not. Um, this is somebody who really had issues. My large intestine, Texas. Quit. That's what it says. I mean, I didn't verify <laughs> any of these things. My large intestine. Again. Why? Again. What kind of what kind of mascot do you have? I mean, all you need to be is my large intestine. What what? Yeah, <laughs> that's that, threatening enough. It is. It is. It really is. Need, and then then, uh, my large intestine, Texas, is next to need more Texas, but not more of my large intestine. Right. No name, Colorado. Mm. Normal, Illinois. Oh, yeah, they're not normal there. I mean, they're not normal there. If you are named normal, if your name is Patience, you're not. You're not. (laughs) That's a rule. That's a rule. I I don't know where that rule comes from. Right. North Pole, Alaska. Hmm. Nowhere else, Tasmania, Australia. 
Who is making these names in Texas? I don't. Oatmeal, Texas. Oatmeal, Texas. Why? Why? The Oatville. most blah town in Texas is Oatville. Oatville, Oatdrama. I mean, there could have been all kinds oat. of... They, oat, just oat. <laughs> right. Um, but Oatmeal. Odd, West Virginia. Hmm. <laughs> Ogre, Latvia. Ogre. I mean... Why? Well, Ogre is a terrible monster. Well, I wouldn't want to live in a place called Ogre. And if it's, but it's kind of like living in, in Greenland, Iceland, which is actually green. Yeah. And Greenland, which is actually Ice. not. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just that, you know, it would keep away the riffraff. I suppose. Yeah. I'm from Ogre. <laughs> okay. Oklahoma. Oh gosh. So you live in okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oniontown, Pennsylvania. Oh. Now, if you just really stinks. just stinks. Take your eyes water. Armpit, Pennsylvania. Oh, again? I mean, is that near Onion? No, wherever? no. no. Oh. Armpit, Pennsylvania is actually making fun of Oniontown. There's no armpit. Oh, sure. I made that up. <laughs> Sorry. That wasn't, I didn't make that clear. <laughs> Peculiar, Missouri. Mm. Peculiar. I kind of like that, actually. I, I mean, I don't mind being peculiar. I don't mind it either. Um... It's interesting. Yeah. Picnic, Florida. Hmm. Seems happy. It's lovely. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Pie Town, New Mexico. Oh, I'd go there. I would too. Yeah. That's, I'd live there. Yeah. <laughs> Plain City, Utah. Oh, gosh. Possibly like, trot. Like, they couldn't find one thing that was exciting about their town. Like, name it Armpit. I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, to draw some. I mean, flat as hell, Utah. Something. Uh, Plain... City. We got nothing to Utah. offer. Plain. I mean, I mean, it, it, it this is, yeah, it's just plain. <laughs> now, this place has something to talk about. Possum Trot. Oh. Do possums trot? Kentucky. Possum Trot, Kentucky. Hmm. I, I think that only, Possum Trot could only be in Kentucky. It probably, yeah. Probably. For all, I apologize to all of our listeners from Kentucky. And Funkly. And Funkly. <laughs> <laughs> Possum Trot, Kentucky. I mean, it does bring an image to yeah. mind. Uh, Presidente Prudente, Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, that sounds. Presidente legal. Prudente. I don't. I don't have any idea huh. if that's even right. Punky Doodles Corner. <laughs> Punky Doodles Corner. Sesame Street, right? Ontario, Canada. <laughs> now in International Falls, Minnesota, we are below. Part of Ontario. Ontario right. is a very large province. Yes. Again, this is a great name. This gives an image. Rabbit shuffle. Oh. Rabbit I've shuffle. I've never thought of rabbits to shuffle. Really? I mean, they don't... I, I don't I don't know. I've never yeah. really paid attention. Sandwich, Massachusetts. Hmm. Well, I feel like I'd always be hungry. <laughs> We smell like, you know, like um, dill Roast pickles. Beef or something. <laughs> but, uh, uh, sexy Santa Cruz, Peru. Huh. I mean, again, shoulder blade, Kentucky. Why? Why? Can't you, I mean, that shoulder blade, like triceps. I mean, there's beak. There's <laughs> hip flexor. <laughs> something. I don't know, but it doesn't. Shoulder blade. 
I mean, there's less interesting parts. Yeah. Shin. I mean, <laughs> knuckle. heel. <laughs> knuckle. <laughs> knuckle. Oh, that's a word that makes me kind of yeah, gives me gross. gag face. Smileyburg, Kansas. Oh, that's nice. That's a happy little. Yeah, it Smileyburg. Is. Sod, West Virginia. Like the grass sod? Or well, like I sawed a piece of wood sod? Sod like in dirt. Oh. Yep. Oh. Yep. Sod. Well, they better make it there. I mean, if that's your name, you better make some sod there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because turf was taken. <laughs> Spuds, mm. Florida. Spuds. I mean, again... An image. Right. Squirrel Hill, Pennsylvania. Oh. Stiff knee knob. <laughs> what? <laughs> North Carolina. I mean, stiff knee, North Carolina. Knob, Carolina. Stiff knee knob. Which is exactly what my knees look like. Yeah. <laughs> Mine like too. a doorknob that doesn't work. <laughs> a stiff knee knob, North Carolina. Success, Missouri. Mm. I, I feel like they're trying too hard. Well, I feel like that would be a lot to live up to. It would be. They are trying there hard. No failing. If there's, there's no failing. No. You're out of here. <laughs> right. Off to left knee, stiff knob, stiff whatever. knob, <laughs> stiff knee knob, North Carolina is <laughs> yeah. where we're sending you. You're not successful. Sugar City, Idaho. Oh, I like that. Sugar City. I like that. I don't know that we, I mean, I, I don't know that we grow any sugar cane no i don't think so in the united states we grow sugar beets yeah but sugar city idaho sweet lips tennessee (laughs) this is near my hometown so t south dakota t i mean that's not offensive no no that's not it's kind of pleasant however this next one is offensive toad suck arkansas oh somebody was mad Toad suck. Yeah. Not toads suck. Toads Toads. suck. No, toad suck. Yeah. Why? Just one toad. I mean, it's not enough to name a city over. It's not. Truth or Consequence, New Mexico. That is the longest name ever. Can you imagine writing that on an envelope? T-O-C. Hopefully they can do that. T-O-C. But. What? Truth or Consequence. I feel like they take things way too seriously they, there. I think so. Yeah. But they don't take it very seriously in Turkey Scratch, Arkansas. Oh. I would be scared. I won't want to be scratched by a turkey. They got those little rear... Kicking kicking legs. Claws. Yeah. The, 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 oh, yeah, the yeah, dew claws or something. Yeah, the dew claws. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. That's dew what claws. they're called on dogs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're fighting claw on a dog? <laughs> Do they have... But, yeah, they come in the back. There's, yeah. There's the, the front one called hooves. <laughs> claws. Talons. Scratchers. <laughs> Are we playing trades? Yes. And can't, which is really great to do on a podcast. Right, right, right. Turkey Scratch, Arkansas. Okay. Two Egg, Florida. Oh. Not one. Not one. But two. Two Egg, Florida. I, I get it, though. I feel like one's not enough. And, and three is really too many. It's too many. It's too many. Yep. Ugly Essex, England. Oh. Well. Well, then. That just, it just tells you what you're getting into. Yeah. What's your... Um, Upper thong, West Yorkshire, England. What? As opposed to the lower thong, which <laughs> nobody wants that. <laughs> no. Useless loop, Western Australia, Australia. Well, now you know. Now you know. Utopia, Florida. Oh, I'd go there. 
Again, I just think they're really trying hard. They probably are. They're not trying very hard in Viper, Kentucky. Oh. No thanks. How about Vulcan, Alberta, Canada? Oh, Vulcan. Wagga Wagga. <laughs> New South Wales, Australia. Who oh, is- I think I just made that sound kind of Australian when I did that. Wagga Wagga. I, that is a fun name to say. <laughs> Where are you from? Wagga Wagga. But who is naming the towns? Is, is, there have been several. A three-year-old. There's been several from New Wagga South Wagga. Wales. And our, uh, Australia, they're all just weird. <laughs> Sorry, Australians. Uh, Westward Ho! <laughs> United Kingdom. Oh. I mean, I think uh, that belongs to the United States. I feel like it does. Westward Ho! Yeah. And where are they going? And why? And why? <laughs> and why? Well, I can tell you. Why Arizona? Oh. Or why not? Oh. North Carolina. Sure. Why not? Why not? North Carolina. Yum Yum, Tennessee. Mm. Next to Wagga Wagga. <laughs> and Zigzag, Oregon. That's good. I mean, if you're zigzagging. If you don't know where to go. Zigzag. Just, go I mean, yeah, just zigzag. Yep, zigzag. Why not? <laughs> zigzag. Yeah. I, that's a fun name to say. It is. I don't know. I, 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 gives, I have positive feelings about the idea of zigzagging. I do too. I also have positive feelings about Wagga Wagga, <laughs> though I have no idea what that means. I don't either. And Yum Yum, Tennessee. Yeah. So it I don't good. know what they do there, but it sounds like a fun place to visit. Right. So what do you have for us, Katie? Mine this week are letters that I'm assuming children have written to God. Oh. These are Dear God letters. Dear God. Yep. Dear God, are you really invisible or is that just a trick, Lucy? <laughs> Dear God. Did you mean for a giraffe to look like that, or was that an accident, <laughs> Norma? Because because have you, uh, there's that that one. Uh, I know it because of the British, the British version of it of the, but where the giraffes are actually fighting with their necks. Oh yes. And they're whacking each other yes. with their necks. And they're just I, like flopping around. Yeah, yeah, I never ever thought about it, but they do. Re- I mean, they do. Outside of their, they look ridiculous. They do. They do. Um, but they have that long neck so they can eat leaves from trees. Right. And fight with their necks. Well, that's why they call them the fighting neck, long-legged spotted things. Oh, <laughs> oh that's why. That's oh, okay. why. Gotcha, that's gotcha. The, gotcha. That's, okay. that's Latin name. <laughs> that's Latin that's a scientific name. Or a draft, yes. <laughs> uh, dear God, instead of letting people die and having to make new ones... Why don't you just keep the ones that you got now? Jane. Why not? Jane. They're already here. They're... We already know them. And we don't need more. We don't. We're fine with what we've got. Right. I, I don't think Jane's... I think it's a good question, I Jane. think it is, too. Dear God, I went to this wedding and they kissed right in church. Is that okay? Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Neil. These are serious questions. He is... He is a rule follower. He is. And... He was a little disgusted. A little bit. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I wish that it said how old these kids were. Because. But I'm assuming that they're little. Well, but, but some they of their kissed, handwriting is nice. They kissed in the church. Yep. Gross. <laughs> On so many levels. On so many levels. <laughs> Dear God, in Bible times, did they really talk that fancy? Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, I'm, I am American. What are you? Robert. 
Oh, that's a very good question. It is. Uh, that is, I mean, that's a very good question, Robert. <laughs> Dear God, thank you for the baby brother, but what I prayed for was a puppy. <laughs> Joyce. Yes, <and> so did I. <laughs> I never got the puppy. Yeah. I still have the brother. <laughs> Dear God, please put another, uh, dash, another holiday between Christmas and Easter. There is nothing good in there now. Jenny. Jenny's right. She's right. Jenny's right. There is nothing good. Yep. It's a long it's dry a spell. Long way. <laughs> it's a long dry spell. <laughs> Dear God, if we come back as something else, please don't let me be Jennifer Horton because I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> Denise. <laughs> oh, because I do not want to be her. <laughs> so cute. It's so funny. Because I hate her. It's so cute. Typical. Typical. Dear God, if you give me a genie lamp like Aladdin, I will give you anything you want except my money or my chess set. Raphael. Anything. Except my money or my chess set. How about your three wishes, Raphael? <laughs> right. He's kind of selfish. <laughs> I don't that. think he's going to get a genie lamp. No, no. Because he already has a chess set and right. some money. So, right. I mean, he's fine. He's good. He's, fine. he's good. Dear God, please send Dennis Clark to a different camp this year. <laughs> Because he sucks. Peter. <laughs> you know, I understand that. I do too. I really want to know if these kids' wishes come true. <laughs> right. Dear God, maybe Cain and Abel would not kill each other so much if they had their own rooms. It works for my brother, Larry. <laughs> See? And nobody's dead. And nobody's dead. Dear God, I want to be just like my daddy when I get big, but not with so much hair all over. Sam. <laughs> Coming out the nose, coming out the ears, coming out the... <laughs> Growing up the top of the shirt. Yep. Dear God, I keep waiting for Sam spring. Sam could be a girl, too, by the way. Oh, it could be. It could be, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yep. It doesn't matter. No. Dear God, I keep waiting for spring, but it never come. It never come yet. Don't forget, Mark. It's you know, a, it's a it, long time. It, it feels like I feel that way. It it feels that way some years. This mark obviously lives where it's winter. It obviously uh, yeah. lives where it's winter because and 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 probably I would say in the upper Midwest yes. or Canada because where it just stretches oh forever. Oh my lord, it takes forever. Yeah. You don't have to worry about me. I always look both ways, Dean. Dean, very nice. Yep. Good to know. Good to know. There was a little, he was probably seven or eight crossing the street yesterday. And he had curly, curly blonde hair and he had a bag and he was, he stopped at the, at the, at the uh, end of the sidewalk and he looked both ways and he saw me and, and I, and I waved him on and uh, he ran across the street and he got to the other side of the street and his curls are just bouncing and he stops and he gives me this big old uh, Forrest Gump wave, oh, you know, cute. and, uh, and I could hear him thanks and, uh, and go on his way. And I was just like, it just was so good That's to see cute. that his parents were behind him, but yeah. he did look both ways and Follow he stopped. He stopped. Yep. Dear God, I think the stapler is one of your greatest inventions. Ruth M. You got to give credit where credit's due. I mean, I can't argue with that. I can't either. I can't argue with that. I mean, it's... think about life before a stapler. I, and paper clips? I, I mean... I don't even know. I don't know how people survive. I... Uh... Dear God, I think about you sometimes, even when I'm not praying. Elliot. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. 
Dear God, I bet it is very hard for you to love all of everybody in the whole world. There are only four people in, in our family, and I can never do it. Nan. <laughs> <laughs> and I've only got four. One of them's ticking me off right now. <laughs> I can't love all four of them at the same time. At the same time. It is hard. The struggle is real. <sighs> Dear God, if you watch in church on Sunday, I will show you my new shoes. <laughs> Mickey, so Mickey D or Mikey D, I'm not sure. That's so That's sweet. So cute. Look. <laughs> God, I would like to live 900 years like the guy in the Bible. Love, Chris. Well, I mean, you can ask. You could. I do not want to live. I don't. 900. No. We read Thomas Edison made light, but in Sunday school, they said you did. So I bet he stole your idea. Sincerely, Donna. <laughs> well, there's light, and there's a... Electric light. Light. Yeah. So electricity and a light bulb. Right. Different. But, I mean... It would be confusing. It would be a little yeah. confusing. Dear God, if you let the dinosaur not extinct, we would not have a country. You did the right thing. Jonathan... Thank you, Jonathan. I yes. mean, I think, again, giving credit where credit is <laughs> right. due. Right. We really appreciate it. Yep. This is the last one. Dear God, I do not think anybody could be a better God. Well, I just want you to know, but I am not just saying that because you're God, Charles. It's true. I'm not just saying it. I'm not just saying it. Because you're God. Right. But you're Nobody the best else. one. Right. Right. Nobody right. else could do as good of a job. Right. Okay, Katie. We'll do it again next week. Sounds good. Okay. See you then.